We shall fight with growing confidence and growing strength in the air. We shall fight on the beaches. We shall fight on the landing grounds. We shall fight in the fields and in the streets. We shall never surrender until in God's good time, the new world with all its power and might steps forth to the rescue and the liberation of people. In times of universal deceit, truth is the only rebellion left. On today's show, I'm going to talk about cancel culture and the cultural revolution of Mao Zedong in Red China. We are dangerously close to seeing history repeat itself right here in the United States of America. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion. Welcome to today's rebellion. My topic for the day is really quite simple. It's the cultural revolution of Red China. 1960s ended in 1971, if my memory is correct. Under Mao Zedong, the communist dictator of Red China. Tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of college students rising up, doing his bidding, and actually imprisoning and killing hundreds of thousands, if not more, people who had unpopular ideas, ideas that were different than the communist regimes, ideas that were different than the young people who were doing the bidding of that regime. Today's topic is the Cultural Revolution and how dangerously close we're getting to that reality here in the United States. And I don't think that's hyperbolic. I don't think that's an exaggeration. I'm going to share some data with you and some real examples of what's going on. Remember what I've told you over and over again, the quote of George Santayana, the philosopher. He who doesn't learn the lessons of history is doomed to repeat them. That's a bit of a paraphrase, but it's very close to exactly what he says. He who doesn't learn the lessons of history is doomed to repeat them. We must attend to what took place not that long ago, back in the 1960s, early 70s, in the Cultural Revolution. It was the original cancel culture, if you will, where young people who knew almost nothing rose up and squashed all of the people who actually had an education and understood the deeper ideas, the more permanent, immutable ideas that actually protected people from despots like Mao and from the gang, the rule of the gang, such as the Red Guard. Let's take a break, thank our sponsors, and when I get back, I'm going to share with you a couple stories. One is something I experienced again in terms of cancel culture this week, and it got me off on this thing in terms of we're on the doorstep of a cultural revolution here. Call it Cultural Revolution 2.0, call it what you will, but this cancel culture is turning violent, and they don't care what the truth is. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion, and I will be right back in a couple minutes. Welcome back to The Rebellion. So to set the stage for my discussion on the cultural revolution and cancel culture, let me share a post that I um, put up on Facebook. I believe it was two days ago. The title of the post is COVID-19 is not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. 
It's written by James D. Agresti, A-G-R-E-S-T-I, if you want to look it up. And it's posted on a website that's titled Just the Facts. Now, I put this up and I pulled a quote out of the article. So this is a direct quote from the article with all the data therein to support what they're saying. And before you say, oh, well, this is probably a fake news site, you got bamboozled, Piper. No, it's not. And I'm going to share with you the proof that it's not a fake news site. This is a legitimate news source. They do good work and they provide some interesting data that you, as a consumer of information and a consumer of healthcare, drugs, vaccines, shots, etc., you, as an American, a free thinking individual, should be able to read this article and decide whether you agree with it or disagree with it. Do you have supporting evidence or do you have refuting evidence? Isn't that the way we used to function in the academy, in the ivory tower, in education? Isn't that what free thought and debate, a good argument, is supposed to be about? No longer, no longer. I posted this and I immediately, within minutes, received a notice from Facebook that I had violated their standards and this post had been shut down. I'm going to read. I've got a screenshot of the Facebook uh, message I received. But back to the article. Here's a quote from the article. I, I'm not going to take the time to go through the whole thing. But the bottom line is, this article cites the fact that in the United Kingdom, from February through August of 2021, 62%, I'll say that again, 62% of all COVID-19 Delta variant deaths were among the fully vaccinated. Did you hear me on that? 62% of Delta variant deaths were among the fully vaccinated. The article goes on. The claim that this is a pandemic of the unvaccinated, quote unquote, is a textbook case of how false statistics are born and proliferate. This story is about the dangers of blind trust and how to recognize deceitful rhetoric. Close quote. That's from the article. That was taken down. I was warned by Facebook that I was guilty of misinformation. They said, we will not let people see your post. I'm not kidding. I've got the screenshot. This article basically goes and looks at the actual CDC data that they published in September, not that long ago, September 17th, the CDC published a study that refutes the common claim that COVID-19 is a pandemic of the vaccinated. The CDC shows it. Fauci's out there telling the mainstream media over and over again that only 1% of those being hospitalized or killed by COVID-19 are vaccinated. That's not true. The CDC data itself says it's at least 13%, and even that's misleading because they don't include in that 13% people who have had other vaccinations. Did you know that? They don't include people who have had other vaccinations other than the Pfizer one. <laughs> okay, other... If they don't include, let me, I misstated that. Let me go back. It says 
they don't include anybody that received a COVID-19 vaccine other than Moderna, Pfizer, BioNTech, or Janssen and Johnson & Johnson. Okay, so if you've got a vaccine from anybody but these three companies, you're not included. And you know what else they didn't include in that 13%? Those who had received doses of two different COVID-19 vaccine products. In other words, there are a lot of people that have been vaccinated and they didn't include them in the 13%. So it's over 13%. This article, not to belabor it, crunches the data and suggests that the numbers in the United States are probably pretty close to the numbers that the United Kingdom admits. That's irrefutable. That 62% of all COVID-19 Delta variant deaths are among the fully vaccinated because our numbers from the onset of the pandemic have been almost a mere reflection of the United Kingdom's. Why would we think that we're that much different than they are in this particular area when it comes to those people that are dying who have been vaccinated? Go read the article. Go read the article. Now, lest you think I was bamboozled, lest you think I got caught and I posted something that's just fabricated, nonsense. Because when I got this warning from Facebook, I wondered, uh, I, I mean, I don't trust these fact checkers. It's some 22-year-old gra college graduate, graduate with blue hair and a nose ring sitting in some back room in Facebook that's telling me I can't say what I want to say. I don't trust it, but it's still possible that I would have been caught by a fake news site. So I googled this particular um, um, site. Just the facts. Actually, it's just facts. Just facts. I googled it to see if it was a fake site. What would I find? You know, the first thing that popped up, the first thing that popped up was a review by Marco Raven, and he has 129,000 content views. So he's not a slouch, and he's also not necessarily a conservative based on some of his posts. I went back and checked. He's level-headed. He's balanced. I mean, he criticizes some people that I think should be applauded for the way they've handled COVID. For example, the governor of Florida. I think he has handled this quite well. And Michael, or excuse me, Marco Raven criticizes him. So the guy is balanced. He's not trying to be a shill for conservatives in any stretch of the imagination. Here's what he says about Just Facts, the site that pu published this article. In summary... This is a factual website from a sourcing standpoint and impressively researched. It does, however, convey a right-leaning bias through story selection, and it is more favorable toward conservative causes and more negative toward liberal policies. So this is a factual site. And, and don't dismiss it just because he says that they have a selection policy, a publication, a editing review policy that leans toward conservative causes, so be it. Who else is doing it? Let them do it. Let them vet these causes. But the data is good. He says, impressively researched from its sourcing standpoint. Why do I spend this much time on this? Well, here's why. Here's why. Here is the actual post, or excuse me, warning I got from Facebook. I'm going to read it to you. In bold font, it says, your post goes against our community standards on misinformation that could cause physical harm. 
No one else can see your post. We encourage free expression, but we don't allow false information about COVID-19 that could contribute to physical harm. If you think we've made a mistake, you can disagree with the decision. Learn more about updates to our standards. In other words, go pound sand, they're telling me. If you, if you disagree with the decision, so what? You can disagree. <laughs> they don't tell me I can appeal. There's no give us a call. Here's, a, here's the appellate process. They don't say anything about that. Again, I'm going to read it to you. Your post goes against our community standards on misinformation that could cause physical harm. No one else can see your post. We encourage free expression, but don't allow false information about COVID-19 that could contribute to physical harm. And if you think we've made a mistake, you can disagree with the decision. Incredible. Incredible. Now, should you care? Are you just going to go about your life and not worry about it? Well, I guess you can. But I want to remind you of the cultural revolution. Now let's kick into that. Mao Zedong, oh, about 10, 15 years after he took over China, he called for the youth, the college-age kids. He called on them to go forth and ferret out his enemies. And he specifically instructed them to rebel and bombard even the government headquarters because Mao suspected that he had some people that weren't as loyal to him within the communist regime that should be, or he wanted them to be anyway. So it wasn't just the conservatives. It was anybody that was suspected of disloyalty. So this infamous Red Guard, this army of young people spread out across China, and you remember they were waving their little copies of the Little Red Book of Mao's slogans as if it was a Bible. And they had what they called struggle sessions. And do you know what those were? They were highlighted by coerced self-criticism. Okay? They made people criticize themselves. Sound familiar? White fragility? White privilege? Critical race theory? You, you need to apologize for the color of your skin. Self-criticism. These struggle sessions included public humiliation um, of anyone, of anyone that the gang, the mob, deemed insufficiently radical. Anyone with authority, like a professor or preacher or even some government officials that weren't sufficiently compliant, they were dragged before this crazed mob. You remember the pictures where they put dunce caps on them and made them stand on a platform and apologize? They, they actually targeted people that had eyeglasses because that was a symbol of intelligence, of education. Ultimately, what happened were was universities were closed and education was abandoned. There was no education anymore. It was just propaganda. Government compliance. And you know what happened to these students at the end of the day? Mao betrayed them. He betrayed them. After he got what he wanted and, he, and the purge was complete, this is a historical fact. He took all of those tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of college students, and he consigned them 
to work farms to learn from the peasants. In other words, he put them out in poverty-stricken areas, rice paddies and whatnot, and made them live out their lives there. This cultural revolution was a revolution to cleanse culture of capitalism, of rightists, traditionalists, bourgeois remnants. It, it was summed up as persecuting anyone who doubted the leader, the great leader. The, the, the objective of this cultural revolution was to force thought, the standard, the acceptable standard of thought, which was Mao Zedong's thought and the Red Guard's thought, the little red book's thoughts. If you didn't subscribe to the approved thoughts, you would be imprisoned and in many cases killed because you didn't bow to the rage mob. Now, think about that. Is America going through our own cultural revolution right now? Well, you don't see people being forced to stand on platforms with dunce caps on and, and apologize for who they are. And Really? You don't? Maybe you don't see the dunce cap yet, but you're seeing everything else. You're seeing people being forced to embrace critical theory, critical race theory, critical theory in general, which by definition balkanizes people into categories. It says, you're bad because you're of that category. You wear eyeglasses, so you're bad. You were a teacher who didn't comply with Mao's every directive. Therefore, you're bad. You're white. Therefore, you're bad. You're Hispanic. Therefore, you're bad. We're going to judge you by the color of your skin and the kind of clothes you wear. And we're going we're gonna to dig into your family history. And if we don't like it, you're bad. That's critical theory, folks. And it is becoming the governing philosophy of almost every school in the land. And if you don't think this is going to lead to the exact same stuff you see, you see in these historical photos of the Cultural Revolution in Red China, I've got a bridge to sell you in, in, in the Mojave Desert because it will. If you don't learn the lessons of history, you're doomed to repeat them. Black Lives Matter, critical race theory, the Democrat Party, woke theology, emergent churches, you're all buying the same lie. Oh, you may have power for a bit as you jump on the bandwagon and criticize the traditionalists, the conservatives, the rubes, the, the people in the heartland that want to cling to their God and their guns. Yeah, you'll be part of the popular in crowd until the power base is done with you. And they'll do exactly with you what they did, what Mao did with the Red Guard, these young people. He used them up and he threw them away. He just threw them away. He relegated them to rice paddies in the poverty-stricken countryside to try to grow a little bit of the food that he had destroyed through the execution of the entire farming community. 
I mean, today's villains, we see it. We see it. You're not granted free speech if you're if if you disagree with uh, somebody's homosexual behavior or transsexual behavior. You're a hater. You're a bigot. You should be silenced. You're a bad person. And if you don't buy into critical race theory, if you don't admit and apologize for your white privilege, then you're a bad person. You should be silenced. You should be. You should lose your job. They're humiliating you. They're demanding that you repent of your depravity, of your immorality, of your indecency. Does it sound familiar? It's the same thing, people. It's the same thing. And here's another thing that's going on right now. It's going on right now. I I hinted at it a couple days ago. I didn't spend a lot of time on it. But Forbes, Forbes magazine came out in September, and they published the results of a Harris poll. And according to the results of that survey, that poll, half, half of vaccinated Americans say that they are presently considering, listen to this, avoiding unvaccinated family and friends during the upcoming holiday season. Now, why is that relevant? Because your family and friends, your kids, your nieces and nephews, your grandchildren, your brother or your sister, they are saying that they don't want to be around you because you're dirty. You're you're dangerous. You're a bad person because you don't want to inject this drug into your body. Shame on you. You should be shunned. That's exactly what Don Lemon said on TV the other day. Half, 50% reported of being either extremely or considerably hesitant to spend the holidays with an unvaccinated family member. And then he said a slightly larger share, 52% of vaccinated respondents said they would be very or somewhat uncomfortable to attend a holiday dinner with someone who wasn't vaccinated. You're a leper. You're dirty. They don't even want to be around you. And then, remember what I shared a couple days ago? 23%, 23% of college students in a recent survey said that violence was acceptable in silencing people they disagreed with. 23%. Oh, well, they won't actually control anything. It's not a majority. 23%. And over 50% of these college students, approaching 60%, said it was acceptable to silence, maybe not through violence, but to silence through censorship and through canceling people with unpopular views. So you've got half of Americans saying that they don't want to be around you if you're not vaccinated, that you're a leper, you're dirty, you're a bad person. You've got a quarter of college students saying that violence should be acceptable in shutting you up, whether it be about COVID or anything else, global warming, sexual nihilism. If you've got an unpopular view, violence, 
That's the word that was used in the survey. Violence is acceptable in silencing you. And approaching 60% of those college students said that canceling you, censoring you, keeping you quiet, forcing you, forcing you to shut up is acceptable. Sound like the cultural revolution? Are you hearing me yet? Does it sound like the cultural revolution that we're talking about right now? What marks today's cancel culture, it's it's not criticizing those with whom you disagree. That's not the issue. Uh, As a former college president, university president of a liberal arts institution, I believe staunchly in a liberal, a liberating, a free and open expression of ideas. Because I've told you this before on the show, when you trust the truth with a capital T, then you can have those disagreements because you don't have to worry about the red guard punishing you for your ideas. Because nobody's going to be punished for what they say. Stupid, though those ideas may be, foolish, though they may be, absurdities. If AOC wants to spew forth her absurdities, fine, let her do so. But let somebody else challenge her without being shunned and shamed so that the truth will expose who's right and who's wrong. That's good education. That's good good debate. That's a liberal arts institution. So the cancel culture, it's not about disagreement. No, that's not what it's about. It's about silencing free speech. It's claiming that the villains in, the, in, in, in our culture right now are capitalists and, that, and everybody's a racist and everybody's a homophobe and everybody's just evil because they're a science denier, even though the people fielding those accusations are denying the biological fact of the female and they won't even allow me to post this article, which has scientific data about COVID-19, the Delta variant, and the death rate among the vaccinated. You know, Jesus said this. Let's close with this. Jesus said, they will be divided, father against son, son against father, mother against daughter, and daughter against mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law. Close quote, Jesus. This is what Jesus said about the end times. Does it sound familiar? We live in a time where father's against son and son's against father, mother's against daughter, daughter's against mother, Mother mother-in-law against daughter-in-law, and daughter-in-law against mother-in-law because of vaccines and because of trans identity, LGBTQIA, CRT, SJW, the alphabet soup lunacy of progressivism has caused families to not even speak to one another any longer. Has it become violent yet? In some cases, yes, the BLM riots. But it's going to get worse. I'm firmly convinced that barring a revival where we return where we return to truth with a capital T. We may be lost. I'm Dr. Everett Piper, and this is The Rebellion.